Ever wondered who and what is shaping Luxembourg? This is your Lux Unplugged podcast with your hosts, Adrian and Thierry. Hi, I'm Thierry. And I'm Adrian. Welcome back to the Lux Unplugged podcast. In this episode, we get together with Gerard Hoffman, CEO at Proximus Luxembourg. Gerard is a well-known Luxembourg figure in the sector of information and communications technology, or in short, ICT. This sector has been instrumental over the last few months, allowing the vast majority of employees to work from home uninterruptedly. For sure, Gerard is at the helm of one of the most important players in Luxembourg operating in this field. He will provide our listeners with valuable insight into this space. Most interestingly, the lockdown created unexpected opportunities for Proximus Luxembourg that are extensively covered in this episode. Given the ICT sector's growing importance in recent years, we will also discuss topics such as the potential of 5G networks, which are now being rolled out worldwide, and of course the controversial Google Data Center project in the north of Luxembourg. And not to forget the Luxembourg government's tremendous efforts to make the economy more attractive in the ICT field. But now, without further ado, our conversation with Gerard Hoffmann CEO at Proximus Luxembourg. Gerard, thank you so much for joining us here on Lux Unplugged. Hello, glad to be with you. We've always got a favorite question before we dive into the actual subject. We always like to know who we're talking to. So Gerard, how would you introduce yourself? Well, my name is Gerard Hoffman. I'm uh, the CEO of uh, Proximus in Luxembourg. Proximus is the Belgian incumbent telco, which has a large subsidiary in Luxembourg. And in Luxembourg, we do stand for the brands of Tango and Telindus, used for the consumer and business markets, respectively. I have been with the company since 1996, first as a non-executive board member, and then since 2002 as a managing director. The company was acquired uh, in two stages, uh, the uh, business branch in 2006 and the consumer branch in 2008 by uh, Belgacom at the time, which is now Proximus. I'm the uh, CEO of the entity since uh, 2019, of the merged entity between the two different acquisitions. Before we dive in into all the different questions about the career, but also about the different uh, topics that uh, is about Telindus and Proximus. Um, why did you choose this career choice um, that you're working in? Oh, simply because ICT, which is a domain in which the company is active, is my passion since I'm a teenager. Um, I actually got my first PC when I was 16. That was in 79. Uh, when this was still uh, exceptional, at least in Luxembourg at that time. I, I did li- love mathematics and physics, and then I decided to study uh, engineering in Switzerland first, and then in the US, in the heart of Silicon Valley at Stanford University, where I got my PhD. And since then, I've been addicted to, uh, to this area, basically. I uh, met numerous uh, stars of the, the industry in the Silicon Valley at the time and uh, made friends, which still serve my career today. Uh, networking uh, is very important in the ICT world. 
I came back in Luxembourg in 93. I could have stayed in the US easily, but uh, I wanted to give back to my country in a way. So uh, first, I did not find an adequate IT position, though I ended up to work for the steel industry for 10 years. And then um, I finally found what I, what, what I liked. I, um, I met the founder of the company here uh, in, um, when was it, 96. And then he asked me in 2001 to lead um, the Luxembourg branch, uh, which is and still, which was then and still is the most innovative and disruptive ICT company in Luxembourg in my eyes. And we have, of course, succeeded to keep it at the edge of progress ever since. Briefly for the listeners that I have not been overly uh, familiar with Proximus Luxembourg, because it's uh, the merger happened uh, quite recently. How would you briefly sort of touch upon it in terms of recent history and uh, what's, what, what's been the key highlights over the last, let's just say, a couple of years? Luxembourg is a, is a small country and uh, Proximus Luxembourg is, uh, we should say, the uh, second largest telco in Luxembourg and the largest IT company in Luxembourg. We do employ roughly 700 people and operate the two brands, uh, Tango and Telendus, as I have already mentioned. We serve the uh, telecommunications market, uh, both for residential and business uh, customers. We offer fixed and mobile telephony, internet and television services to residential customers and small businesses. We offer ICT solutions fixed and mobile communications to medium size and large size companies, as well as to public administrations. So in the UK, we could be compared to um, British Telecom, uh, British Telecom, uh, the incumbent telco of uh, the UK, Proximus, the incumbent telco of Belgium, with a large branch in Luxembourg. And can you, can you please walk us through the benefits of 5G? Obviously, that's a topic that comes up more and more, especially in the news. Um, and what is your company's strategy in, in that respect uh, in Luxembourg? Well, the deployment of 5G is essential for the digital economy um, in fields like artificial intelligence, medicine, transportation, others. It is uh, generally accepted that 5G uh, improves mobility beyond uh, what we know today. The, it improves the efficiency of employees, in particular by giving them the same user experience, whether they are on the office or on the move. Um, but the benefits of 5G don't stop there. It is a fundamental vector for the digital transformation of companies. Industry 4.0 players must integrate 5G as a driver for innovation into their recreation. For example, they have always used various wired or wireless communication protocols developed over the last few decades, and 5G will play a key role in their development. With 5G, data collection can be standardized, particularly through the implementation of a private network based on network slicing while respecting SLAs that are much more restrictive than those provided by uh, the current 4G technology. The company 
can choose to route all collected data to, the, to, to local servers or to the cloud in a completely secure manner. It becomes a driver for, for business innovation, especially. So the most important impact, we believe, will be in the business world. And yet there are also consumer applications that will benefit like artificial uh, intelligence, but also augmented reality, virtual reality experiences, live entertainment, mobile gaming, etc. As far as we are concerned, our strategy is to deploy as rapidly as we can. We have um, taken part in the government consultation uh, process that had been launched earlier this year, and we did now uh, officially apply also for the allocation of the 700 megahertz and 3,600 megahertz frequencies which are complementary. Um, we hope to be part of uh, the telcos that will operate 5G in Luxembourg. And for that reason, we have already made uh, several investments uh, beforehand, notably uh, in order to carry out the first 5G tests that have been made in Luxembourg uh, last year. So we have always been leaders in uh, the field of innovation in Luxembourg in uh, mobile telco in any case. That is the image we cultivate. We were the first for 4G, we were the first for 3G, and now we have a 5G ready uh, network core. The only thing that we are still missing is the frequencies and then we are going to start right away. Recently, the pandemic that has wreaked havoc across the world uh, has left a significant impact. My question to you is, how has the pandemic benefited your business, first of all? And we all know that many people had to stay at home for those that had a chance to, to work from home. And to what extent would that provide tailwinds to your company in the long run? Well, I think everybody noticed... Uh in the market that teleworking has become the norm. Um, everybody, you know, we know here around us is in teleworking still. Some companies are coming partially back to the office, but uh, teleworking is, is uh, still being continued. It was quite spectacular how uh, the uh, switchover to teleworking happened within uh, the space of a single weekend. The whole country basically um, switched to teleworking. The whole, econ the whole economy was really spectacular. Now, for us, well, it was interesting in the sense that um, we um, saw a rising demand for uh, virtual private networks and uh, tokens for from uh, you know, clients that needed to. Uh, to uh, yeah, facilitate the teleworking for their employees. So obviously, uh, we benefited to some extent from this trend. And, you know, that was the first wave. The first wave of, you know, the first couple of weeks of the lockdown uh, was, it was basically the, the switch to teleworking. And then came a second uh, interesting evolution that was the demand for uh, IT cybersecurity skyrocketed uh, also. We never saw uh, such a boom of, of demand in, in that area. It, uh, it's all about the challenges that clients encounter uh, faced to the attacks of cyber criminals. Um, everybody working from home, uh, clients or employees being connected day in, day out to their companies via the internet, 
created obviously a fertile ground for um, cyber attacks. And well, it was easy to you know basically send malicious emails or or, or give malicious calls to um, employees who were basically alone at home, and then. Um, were an easy uh, an easy victim for those for those calls. So it basically had to change towards uh, a cybersecurity, um, yeah, structured environment throughout, and and that boom is still going on. Um, we saw a three hundred fifty percent increase in such services over the last couple of weeks, and. We are continuing to do everything possible to ensure the continuity of uh, services for our clients um, through uh, the deployment of new cybersecurity services. In in your opinion, what is the global outlook for the I- ICT sector then? Uh, not just only in Luxembourg, but as you mentioned before, you you said that you know you have a lot of networking with with a lot of people. So, do you see similarities in in the different countries in regards to the outlook? Well, I think the crisis has uh, demonstrated that uh, IT or digital tools have become the backbone of, of, the, of the modern economy. It's um, unconceivable today that companies will, would work without a, a digital um, infrastructure and without uh, considerable investments into uh, such infrastructure in the future. It's uh, definitely one of the sectors that will benefit from the crisis, perhaps not in the very short term, because right now many companies are struggling to get back into business and getting used to living with the virus and the pandemic. But in the medium to long term, um, it will definitely, the crisis or the pandemic will definitely benefit the, the investment trends for our industry. So I'm quite optimistic, not only for Luxembourg, but for the world. And of course, uh, well, increased investments into our sector will also uh, accelerate the innovation speed and bring new solutions about that we don't even know about today. And that is going to be sort of a self-fulfilling, I would say, prophecy in a way. Yeah, do you, do you think that because of the pandemic that what you can plan for the future is only now maybe to to the end of the year and you need to see if there's a second wave coming or because obviously in in the business world you always try to forecast what's going to happen in the next five years but obviously with the pandemic that's obviously more challenging well nobody really knows uh, what is going to happen still in this pandemic we don't know when the vaccine will be out we don't know whether there will be any remedies um, to cure uh, this, and we don't know whether there will be a second wave, but at least he, here in, in Europe, uh, the, 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 the states have taken a lot of measures to prevent a second wave. So I'm quite optimistic that these lockdowns have paid off by, um, you know, the population becoming aware of of how to deal with the virus and and to prevent the second wave. But of course, I don't know. 
And if there should be a second wave, then we will resort once again to probably lockdowns and digital infrastructure. So in terms of yeah, preparedness, I would think that the whole IT industry and telecom industry is, is well prepared for such a second wave, then should it come. Moving back to Luxembourg now, we know that there's been a lot of efforts made over the last few years to make Luxembourg attractive for any ICT players. So in your opinion, I know you, you're very involved in all the efforts that we've just mentioned. How would you qualify or how would you describe the efforts made by the Luxembourg government in that respect? Yes, uh, the Luxembourg government uh, not only invested heavily in ICT over the last years, uh, which made us very well prepared for the crisis, but also used the infrastructure now during the crisis to provide, uh, for example, teleconsultation services uh, for uh, medicine or uh, in many other administrative areas as well. Uh, new services were created very rapidly based on what we had. The danger, though, is that these innovations will fade away after uh, the lockdown. Uh, and, well, as, a, as an industry, we have asked for initiatives now to uh, make the, uh, the innovations uh, sustainable. We, 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 we see first, first declines already in the use of IT, um, especially in the medical field now, because, um, well, clients, I mean, patients and doctors move back to their whole old habits. And that is certainly something that we should need to, uh, to prevent. You're also a board member of uh, ICT Luxembourg. Um, for those who don't know, um, can you tell us a little bit more about what its mission is and also a few examples outlining the work that has been done in Luxembourg or abroad? Well, ICT Luxembourg is a coordination platform uh, for uh, the trade associations uh, representing the ICT sector in Luxembourg. We we are representative. Uh, we, um, we consider that about 70% of uh, uh, the economy is represented uh, or the ICT economy is represented in, in this organization. And uh, with this organization, we have the aim to enhance synergy, exchange of information and best practices between all the players in Luxembourg. Uh, we also want to speak with one single voice uh, for the industry, uh, with uh, national and international uh, governments, and uh, yeah, promote basically our uh, digital uh, industry. And in terms of um, achievements, well, I guess we have been able to uh, federate uh, the most important opinion makers in this sector uh, around ICT uh, Luxembourg and created a discussion forum with uh, the national government in Luxembourg to make progress together in this area in Luxembourg. ICT is a key sector in Luxembourg. It is very important for a um, service industry as we have it in Luxembourg. It uh, needs to be at the forefront of innovation if Luxembourg wants to stay competitive. 
And I believe we have basically succeeded in creating the synergy with uh, the Luxembourg government and its various agencies to both promote uh, our industry in the national uh, framework and the international uh, framework as well. About Luxembourg more specifically, in the beginning you mentioned that you, you had a chance to stay in the Silicon Valley for a while, but you went back to Luxembourg because you wanted to give back something to the country. My question to you is more at the personal level, what is Luxembourg giving you back in that sense and what, what actually do you like about Luxembourg? Well, what do I like about Luxembourg? Luxembourg is a very European place. It is at the crossroads of uh, the Germanic and well, Latin cultures in a way, in the crossroads between Germany and France. Um, it is a international business place, and yet it is small enough so that it is easy to connect, easy to connect with fellow uh, business people, but also with uh, the government. It is also easy to leave. So if you want to um, go to Paris or London for uh, a weekend, that can easily be done, even for a day. Uh, on a business trip is very easy. Um, and also Luxembourg is a place that attracts a lot of immigration. So I remember when I came back here, um, it was still uh, a somewhat s small and, 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 and a dormant place. And now, so many years later, the business community is very vibrant and open. It is... Um, absolutely one of the places to be in Europe. The growth rates are good. And also uh, on the private level, it, it is a place where you can, you know, do a lot of um, uh, sports. Uh, you can go to the very beautiful forest that Luxembourg has, especially now. I went yesterday for a long hike to uh, the north of the country. It is, it is just a wonderful place to be. Regarding the Google data center in B, uh, in Beeson, in the north of Luxembourg, uh, the question will basically be the economic benefit versus the environmental impact. Uh, does your company have uh, have, or in terms of the ICT, what what are your points on 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 the potential Google data center in Beeson? Is that a good thing, or or do you think it's uh, it's not uh, not going to happen? Well, as a company, we're in favor of every IT, ICT development uh, in Luxembourg because it will put Luxembourg higher up on the map and on the list of digital countries. And in that sense, uh, we're definitely in favor of having a presence of Google or any other um, of the large <coughs> uh, cloud companies in Luxembourg. The economic benefit in our eyes is definitely higher than the environmental footprint. The environmental footprint is going to be the same wherever you put this data center. If it's not in Luxembourg, it's going to be somewhere else around Luxembourg. So we'd rather have it here. Uh, Google is one of the most efficient uh, resource. Well, it's one of the companies that uses the resources most efficiently. So I'm not too worried about that part. But in terms of economic benefit, uh, having the presence of such a player in uh, Luxembourg will allow both the cloud industry and the Luxembourg uh, business community to cooperate 
also uh, together with the regulators to create perhaps unique offers. It is uh, essential, therefore, to have uh, such players in the Luxembourg uh, legislative framework, in the jurisdiction, to make them aware of what the requirements are that uh, are slightly different from what they are uh, in other places. And that is why uh, we believe it is extremely useful. We, we could imagine that uh, the players uh, or the, uh, the, 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 such a player would also, you know, relate their experience about Luxembourg in their larger community and attract further investments uh, if this is successful. Jera, um, thank you very much for joining us on, on the podcast. As we are closing up uh, season one very shortly, we hope to uh, speak to you again in uh, season two. It was a great pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Lux Unplugged podcast. Please share this podcast with friends and family and leave us a review on iTunes. Also, please don't forget to visit our website, luxunplugged.com. And see you next time. Mm-hmm.